This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Wednesday, January 16th, 2019. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. On Monday at about 1.15 a.m., Annapolis police responded to the 1400 block of Tyler Avenue in the city's Robinwood neighborhood for a reported stabbing. When officers arrived, they located a 60-year-old male from Annapolis inside a vehicle suffering from a severe wound to his stomach. He was transported to an area hospital for treatment of life-threatening injuries. There is no word on his current condition. Police do not have a suspect, and they are asking anybody that has any information to contact detectives at 410 260 And hey, if you're interested in crime and fire in Anne Arundel County, including the city of Annapolis, although it's not quite ready for prime time yet, if you were to go to our website, ionannapolis.net, scroll down to the bottom and on the right side, there's a little widget that has a map. You can expand that and you can see exactly where every crime is happening. We are tracking this daily based on the police reports from the Annapolis City Police Department, the Anne Arundel County Police Department, as well as the Annapolis City Fire and the Anne Arundel County Fire Department. So you can see everything that's happening in your neighborhoods, in your friends' neighborhoods, all over the county. Fire is by red little fire icon and police are by blue little police officer icon. And eventually we're going to be putting up a large page, which will be linked right from the homepage on that to make it real easy with a large full-size map. Speaking of crime, in the three months since its implementation, Maryland's red flag gun safety law has prompted more than 300 protective orders statewide. Now, this went into effect October 1st, and it was a result of the shooting in Parkland, Florida, as well as in Southern Maryland. And it is called a Maryland Extreme Risk Protective Order, which goes by the acronym ERPO, E-R-P-O, also known as the Red Flag Law, and it is a court-issued civil order that temporarily requires any individual posing an immediate danger or threat to surrender their firearms and ammunition to law enforcement officers. People that can file one of these orders include spouses, intimate partners, family members, law enforcement officers, or medical professionals who have examined the person in question. Legislators do say that the law is working. At least five of the orders have been school-related threats. Anne Arundel County does lead the state with 47 of those 300 orders being filed between October 1st and December 31st. Legislators believe that this is probably due to a greater awareness in the county than elsewhere in the state. County Executive Stuart Pittman is still defending his dropping of the 287G program. In a county work session yesterday, Superintendent of Detention Bill Martin and Police Chief Timothy Altamari were on the hot seat. And Superintendent Martin said that the 287G program detracted from the work of his officers, putting a focus on immigration when the core mission of his officers is providing care, custody, and control in county prison. Pittman has said that the MS-13 gang, which is present in Anne Arundel County in Annapolis City, uses that 287 program to extort immigrants through their fear and intimidation of their deportation. District 7 Councilwoman Jessica Hare questioned Chief Altamari if data existed that backed up Pittman's allegation, and the chief replied that the records management system has problems and data is not available. She then pressed Altamari and asked whether Pittman's fear was rational, and Altamari put it pretty straight. He said, we have people disappearing and not coming home. That creates more fear than I can even remotely start to discuss with you right now. I'm still trying to bring the help that needs to be brought to erase that fear. That fear is very real to someone who is living it. It's conceptual to us. 
If you would like to hear a little bit more about what County Executive Pittman has to say about the 287G program, about increased taxes, about how he's doing in his first month in office, you want to check out the Maryland Crabs podcast. We do have an interview with him coming up on Thursday, and that releases at noon. You can search for that on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, anywhere you get your podcasts. Look for the Maryland Crabs podcast, or you can go right to the website, themarylandcrabs.com, and get a hold of it there. Again, that drops on Thursday at noon. Well, it seems like the big issue this year in the State House is going to be minimum wage. Lawmakers have already begun their push to increase minimum wage in Maryland to $15 an hour by 2023, and they do have a lot of support behind it. Delegate Diana Fennell, a Prince George's County Democrat, and Corey McRae, a Baltimore Democrat, who have co-sponsored the bill, have said for far too long, working families in Maryland have been struggling to cover the cost of their basic necessities. They are calling for a clean bill, which would be just an increase to $15 a dollar each year between now and 2023. However, some people are looking at different rates for small and large businesses, and Senate President Mike Miller wants to have different wages for different parts of the state. President Miller and House Speaker Mike Bush do support raising the minimum wage. Governor Hogan has taken a dim review of that, saying that he is afraid that businesses will leave the state. Pennsylvania and Virginia pay the federal minimum wage, which is $7.25 per hour. Delaware and West Virginia have a minimum wage of $8.75 per hour, and currently Maryland sits at $10.10. Maryland Comptroller Peter Francho said yesterday that federal contractors, furloughed employees, and people working without pay who are now on payment plans with the state to pay any kind of back taxes or current taxes may be granted reduced or even suspended payments during the shutdown. Affected federal workers, including contractors, federal employees, with any kind of outstanding Maryland tax obligation are urged to contact the Comptroller's Ombudsman's office via email at ombudsman at comp.state.md.us. Again, that's ombudsman at comp.state.md.us or give them a call at 410-260-4020. And yesterday we got word of the Severn Bank is doing a great thing for furloughed federal workers and contractors. They are offering interest-free loans There's an asterisk there. It is up for 30 days to workers that may need a bridge loan. At this point, we don't know how long the shutdown will last, but 30 days without interest is a right neighborly thing to do there from Severn Bank, and I'm sure that many people thank them for that. As for the shutdown, there is no update. Apparently, President Trump had invited the Democratic leadership into the White House, and they declined. So here we are. Nothing new. Welcome to Day 26. That is about it for the top news today. Please make sure you're checking out ionanapolis.net throughout the day because we do update it throughout the day. Never know what's coming down the pike. Click on that first link in the show notes and see all the different ways that you can connect with us. And make sure you're connecting us with your friends and colleagues. Let them know about the podcast. It comes delivered to you every morning at 7 a.m. sharp. And I say every morning, it's Monday through Friday. And if you're someplace where you can give us a review or a rating, please do that because it really does help spread the word about the podcast and get the word out. And it makes us look good to Apple and Google. Well, that's that. Hang tight. We've got George Young with your local DMV weather forecast, and he's going to talk about a little bit more snow, I think. Imagine your child saying, Guess what I learned in school today? At St. Andrews, it happens every day. We asked Emma and Lawson why. 
We grow winter greens in our garden to make smoothies. Second graders are the chicken checkers, and our eighth graders take care of our goats. Our classes are the perfect size, which means we get to know each other well. And our teachers know us. They're great. Visit St. Andrew's Day School's open house on Friday, January 18th from 9 to 11 a.m. Or call 410-266-0952 for a tour. Going out? You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather, and this is your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Wednesday, January 16th. Very cold temps out there again this morning, with some readings maybe in the single digits, while many others are in the teens before another day of sunshine ahead, with temps 40 to 45, making for a great, albeit seasonally chilly, inauguration day in Annapolis for Governor Hogan. Then clouds will return Thursday as a fairly weak low-pressure center moves just north-northwest of Anne Arundel County, likely bringing some light snow and also a wintry mix to the area very late Thursday into early Friday morning, with maybe a dusting to one inch of snow for Anne Arundel County, while some one to two or even three-inch readings could occur in the northern third of Maryland near the PA border. Then another nice day returns on Friday with more sunshine and temps mid to upper 40s before a big storm of some kind on Saturday and Sunday, which will likely be much more rain than anything, but could end as some snow later in the day on Sunday. And we could also experience something we don't get too often, which is a flash freeze, something that occurs when very cold air rushes into a region very quickly and almost immediately freezes any water around on any and all surfaces. And this may be the case Sunday, as temps could drop by 25 to 30 degrees in just two to four hours as an Arctic front moves through. Stay tuned for updates on this one, as it's still possible that the low-pressure center of this weekend storm could bring more of a mix overall or even snow to the region should it track south of Annapolis. But that doesn't seem to be the case, and even if rain is the case, there may be an icy price to pay on the back end of the weekend, which could possibly spell more issues come Monday morning. Okay, that's it for today. This is George Young of DMV Weather. Make it a great day out there with all of the sunshine. And be sure to get our free app by searching for DCMDVA Weather. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And use our website at dmvweather.com so you can always stay weather informed. Join Anne Arundel Medical Center Foundation on Saturday, April 27, 2019 at our Denim and Diamonds Bash in Annapolis. Denim and Diamonds is a fun evening under the stars featuring fabulous cuisine and gourmet food trucks, live and silent auction, and a live band. Last year, AAMC cared for more than 2,000 patients in our emergency departments suffering from mental illness or addiction. Help us expand much-needed inpatient and outpatient programs and services for your community. For tickets and sponsors, Visit AAMCDenimAndDiamonds.org. Special thanks to our platinum sponsors, AAMC Medical Staff, the Chesapeake Bayhawks, Comcast, the Evan K. Thallenberg Family, What's Up Media, and WRNR. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find even more information. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon.